1: This is Fantasy Football today from CBS Sports.
2: On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular
1: play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league.
2: What a play! Off to the races! Touchdown! Oh, he's done it
1: again. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben.
0: All right, Week Nine is out of here. We don't miss it. Week Ten is going to be so much better, right? Screw Week Nine, the worst. Week I Ten. So I'm not, it just it was boring. This is a boring snooze fest of a week, you know?
1: So, I, you know, I, I thought week nine was my my least favorite week ever. And I woke up this morning and I, I I got a little bit more affection for week nine because in my, and I call it my home league and Jamie thinks that's funny. Um, but my home league, um, I was uh, 9-0 and going into week nine. We have a doubleheader week. And I lost by point point four points to lose my undefeated season. And this morning, I woke up to a Brian Burns half sack sack wow. stack correction, and wow. got a victory ten and zero.
0: That love is this
1: game. Awesome. That is awesome. Uh, that
0: wow. Uh, so and Mac Jones couldn't even prevent that. How about that? So good job, Brian Burns. Okay, we got the Dolphins and the Ravens tonight. We'll update you on the quarterback situation there for the Dolphins, the wide receiver situation for the Ravens. We got a bunch of news and notes. The games we're looking at today, Buffalo at the Jets. <laughs> Sneaky, interesting game, I think, from a fantasy standpoint. What do you guys think? No, no not?
1: Sneaky. No. Yeah, um, it's Yeah. Yeah,
0: thank you. Thank you. One more like bad game. Players. One more bad game from the bill's offense, and it's going to be Chiefs Alert because they they got the Chiefs treatment last week, and it worked very well,
1: so we'll see what happens. We got Have the Chiefs had a game as bad as scoring six points against Jacksonville? Well, the Titans game I would say.
0: I don't know how many they scored, but I think they might have scored six. Giants' game was bad, but it was 20 points. Giants' game was terrible. uh the Titans they lost 27 to
1: three. Worse. Bam. Is three against the Titans worse than six against Jacksonville?
2: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where was the game?
1: It was
0: in Tennessee. Yeah. Pretty bad. All right. Other games. Let's go through it real quick here. Other games today Cleveland, New England, Detroit, Pittsburgh. Got a fun DeAndre Swift stat for you. Jacksonville, Indianapolis, New Orleans, Tennessee, Minnesota at the Chargers. And Kansas City at Las Vegas Sunday night. Oh, that's gonna be a lot of eyeballs on that game.
2: Well, Jamie, why don't you tell us who the start of the week is? Who who do we love this week? Uh, speaking of Jacksonville, uh, Carson Wentz. Um, I, uh, <laughs> far as what he said, I, I I hope everything goes well with the, the birth of a child. But he's expecting his second child any day now. Um, so he says he's gonna play <laughs> um, and and miss the the birth process if that. Uh, happens at the same time but obviously that's something that would be a problem Uh, but again hopefully everything's healthy and and fine for his family and he goes out and puts on a show against jacksonville uh 24 more fantasy points in three straight games 20 or more fantasy points in five straight games six straight games excuse me um and the quarterbacks who have beat up on this jacksonville defense it's a very stellar group you have terad taylor geno smith uh tua and who's the other schlub that did it as well um against jacksonville yeah, there's four or five, four or five guys. Burrow also did it, but there's a fifth one. Um, why am I missing? We got that? Tarad Taylor, Bridgewater, Bridgewater. There we go. Uh, so Bridgewater, Taylor, Tua, and Geno Smith. I hope Carson Wentz is as good, if not better, than those guys.
0: I actually, I'm glad you brought him up. I wanted to talk about Wentz kind of long term because uh, you look at this stretch, kind of feel like it's the luckiest stretch, right? His the last six games, he scored 20 or more points in every game, 24 or more in four of them. But he's completing 65% of his passes. The yards per attempt is solid, 7.8. He's only throwing 32.3 passes per game. I feel like it's t- the touchdowns have really really saved him. And um, I looked at the Houston game. It was kind of disappointing. He barely threw. I mean, are you worried about, you worried about game script and then blowing them out or anything like that and...
2: Uh, uh, I mean, there's obviously that potential, but I still think he'll 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 get over the 20 point threshold. That, I'm I'm pretty comfortable with that, you know, just based on what we see. You know, he did it in, in the rain against San Francisco, um, so I hope Jacksonville's look. You, the Colts defense is terrible, you know, so I I still expect, especially if James Robinson plays, that the Jaguars will have some semblance of an offense this week, and so you know if if they're scoring like the Jets did, then I think we'll see the uh, the Colts offense continue to hum. Okay, I'm doing a Twitter poll here. If you were st- if you were a starting
0: NFL quarterback and your wife was giving birth on Sunday, would you play this week? Option A: Yes, I'm playing. B: No, I'll be with my wife. And I actually asked this question to my wife yesterday, and she would not let me play. I I would not be starting this week.
2: That, I, I would I imagine if good. your salary was different, <laughs> and your job was different. I don't think so. I <laughs> I, I think I'd have to quit the job and, and you know, be there for. Well, the,
0: I think the that's the, the, the
1: quarterback. That's the question. I don't think I have a choice. You missed Jamie. option C. Which, which you missed option C. What's that? And that's it, it's not my call. <laughs> like option A, I'm deciding to play. Option B, I'm deciding to go there. Option C, it's her decision. It's not my call. That's Kurt. All right. Who do you love? Uh Heath, who do you love? Uh James Connor. Like maybe it seems a little bit obvious, but I've got him number four, I believe, in one format, number five in another um just absolutely love his role without chase edmonds they they did just went to throwing to him right away and he's got experience in that role he looks like maybe he has the same role he had early in pittsburgh wouldn't be surprised to see 20 to 25 touches which includes three or four catches we know he's going to be the red zone guy absolutely james connor has gone from he's scoring too many touchdowns you really he's really not going to be able to keep this up to top five running back.
0: Yeah, and uh, facing Carolina should be a positive game script for him as
1: well. All right, players to avoid. Heath, kick it off. Who are we avoiding? I had a hard time finding guys to say that I wanted to sit, but I am really, really scared about Antonio Gibson Um, just because of what we saw the last time he played and what we've seen happen to his touches and his snap share over the last three weeks. Now, the one thing, and I brought this up before, I don't know because I've not seen anything about it, is I don't know if this is an injury that they think can get better through the season while he's playing and practicing on it. And if it is, then maybe there's some hope there. But I think at this point, I'm going to have to see it from Antonio Gibson before I'm going to trust him. His snap share has been at 42% or lower each of his last three games. It was at least 55% in every game before that. We know this Tampa Bay defense you can't really run on, which even if Gibson was healthy, we'd have some fear this turns into the J.D. McKissick game. Now, when we don't even know if he's getting all of the early downs work, it's just terrifying to me. I don't want to start Gibson.
0: You know, Heath, I want to follow up on something we talked about yesterday with the schedule analysis in Tampa Bay. Their run defense hadn't been quite as good, and I had forgotten Levante David missed two games, and that was the Bears game. Herbert had 100 yards, and the Eagles game, Miles Sanders had 9 for 56. Uh, he came back against the Saints, and Alvin Kamara averaged 3.2 yards per carry. So I think that may have been the missing ingredient there, why they struggled a little bit for those two games without Levante David. Uh, Jamie, who are you avoiding?
2: I would like to avoid Corlin Sutton and Tim Patrick. Obviously, Patrick has to play, uh, so that would you know make it easy to avoid him if he doesn't. Uh, but he didn't practice on Wednesday. But you've seen now Sutton in two and a half games with Jerry Judy on the field. You know what this Eagles defense is. They keep everything in front of them. So if he's not going to be able to make plays down the field and the targets aren't there for him, then I would be sitting Cortland Sutton uh, across the board.
0: How are you feeling about the waiver wire guys this week? Thinking about Dearness Johnson potentially. Is he a must start? Oh, a must start. Not even close. Devin Singletary a must start?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Here's the thing I really struggle with.
2: But clearly it's got to be if the, the other guys are out.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, and that, that's, that's what I'm really struggling with is those two and the two backs tonight. Yeah. Um, because like there's, a, I think if we get through the day and we haven't heard anything about Nick Chubb, then his odds get quite a bit lower. And if we get through Thursday's practice and Zach Moss doesn't practice, I, most of these guys that we've seen come through the concussion protocol, I think they've at least been limited by Thursday if they're going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully we get some more information. But right now, I feel really uncomfortable sitting Gaskin or Freeman to start Johnson or Singletary.
2: I think, if I'm not mistaken, the Browns promoted somebody off their practice squad or running back off their practice squad. So that's probably an indication that Nick Chubb is out or Felton, one of the two. You know, it could be, could be one of the two. Yeah. So the fact that they made a running back transaction is not a good sign.
0: I shouldn't call those guys the waiver wire guys because they were... Not available in most leagues, but they obviously have entered the starting discussion. And we'll talk more about, I guess, like we do every Friday, the, the replacement running backs and how we feel about them. All season long, we're playing the Fantasy Football Today Start-Sit Challenge. You can go to cbsports.com slash startsit to play. Really no reason not to do that. It's like a little questionnaire. Who are you going to start? Each week, answer 10 starter sit questions to win a customized Trophy Smack Championship belt. And they do awesome stuff, by the way, Trophy Smack. Uh, and you can and get your name engraved on it. The overall winner for the 2020 se- 2021 season wins $1,000 and a guest appearance on the podcast. So one question this week is Tyler Higby. Oh, it's the H Triple H. Tyler Higby, Hunter Henry, or Austin Hooper? Half PPR. Higby, Henry Hooper, who do you like?
1: Higby. Hmm. This this whole Tyler Higby thing is really, you know, I think we're going to have a discussion about it on FFT on HQ. It's really challenging my belief in volume and uh, playing time because he's just not doing anything. Um, <laughs> had some I've almost Henry touchdowns. one spot higher. All right. Yeah,
0: Tyler Higbee is becoming like the king of the almost touchdown, whereas Hunter Henry is the king of the actual touchdown, which they, <laughs> those do count for more points. <laughs> <laughs> News and notes. The Vikings seem to be preparing for Dalvin Cook to play this week. That's what they are indicating. We'll keep an eye on it. They're at the Chargers. Keenan Allen missed practice. Wednesday, Wednesday missed practices are sometimes nothing. That's hopefully the case with Keenan Allen. But good news for the Chargers: uh, Asante Samuel practiced. Looks like he's going to play cornerback there. Like they had the bet one of the best pass defenses in the NFL. Went to Philadelphia last week without two starting cornerbacks, and even though only 17 pass attempts, you saw what Devontae Smith did. He had the best game basically by a wide receiver. Um, so they could get one of those two back, one of those two starting corners back, uh, back this week. That's the Chargers. Meanwhile, Chris Godwin mispracticed, Jamie, and this one isn't just a veteran rest day. It could be serious here. You might not have Godwin. You might not have Brown. You might not have Gronk. What's the situation looking like for the Buccaneers against Washington?
2: Yeah, well, in terms of Gronk, you know, the Darren fell signing is not good because why would they add a third tight end when they have the other two guys already there? So probably going to be without Gronk for a few weeks. I asked Heath this question on on the show yesterday on FFT Uh, are you dropping Gronk? And I think that's a tough decision a lot of people might have to make because if he's not on IR, he's just eating up a roster spot for you, which could be for another several weeks. Um, I'm still hopeful Goblin's going to play. You know, Bruce Arians said wait and see on his status. So hopefully he's fine. Um, But you should be picking up Tyler Johnson if you have a roster spot just in case because if there is no Antonio Brown, if there is no Chris Godwin, Scotty Miller is not a guarantee to return. He's still in the window to return after being activated off IR, but not official. So Tyler Johnson could be a a very nice sleeper, a good flyer in deeper leagues. I picked him up in a few leagues myself just with the hope of, not the hope, but in the uh, event that Chris Godwin is out, um, Brady's not stopping throwing, and it's a good matchup against Washington. Yeah, Tyler
0: Johnson had five catches for 65 yards on six targets in week eight at New Orleans. One other name, Heath. What do you think about O.J. Howard if Godwin, Brown, and Gronk are out?
1: I think he should be good, but... I, I've the, the roles for him and Cameron Brait, even without Gronk and without Antonio Brown, have just been really hit or miss. So, we talked about Higby and Hunter Henry. I'm still going to start those guys over Howard, and I don't have either of those guys in my top 15 tight ends. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alvin Kamara missed practice at Tennessee. We'll keep an eye on it. That, that one has me just a little bit concerned as well, especially since they were working out running backs earlier in the week. Okay, great,
2: wonderful. They signed one. They signed Josh Adams uh, to the practice squad. So, uh, NFL Network said it's a minor knee injury for Kamara, but still, I'm with Heath. If if Mark Ingram's available in your leagues, pick him up now. Yeah, please.
0: Odell Beckham is looking at the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Saints. Hopefully, we'll be deciding soon. The Patriots are also interested there, so we'll get Beckham news and probably have to do a bonus podcast. That'll be fun. Noah Fant is practicing. Tim Patrick, as Jamie alluded to, has a knee injury, but so does Albert O. Kyler Murray is making great progress. He's optimistic about Sunday's game. Uh, Here are a couple of running backs, uh, but he might not have DeAndre Hopkins. And Rondell Moore has a concussion. So they're pretty beat up. A couple of running backs were designated to return from IR, which means they have three weeks to play, three weeks to be activated, and that would be Clyde edwards Eberdilair and Chris Carson. Green Bay Activated David Bakhtiari, their starting left tackle off the pup list. Hopefully, he plays this week against Seattle. Detroit claimed wide receiver Josh Reynolds. All right, let's get some more, some bigger stuff here. Chase Claypool, week to week with a toe injury. Mike White is going to Washington. Uh, go James get him. James Washington or Tyler Johnson.
2: So, I would probably look long term, maybe Washington, just because it sounds week to week, but it's also Detroit. So Washington might have a bigger opportunity. So right now, i probably pick up Washington first, but if we get to the end of the week, I might change my mind and go Johnson if problems up.
0: Okay, uh, Corey Davis is going to play. Mike White is going to start for the Jets at, against the Bills. Probably not going to have Latavius tonight. He's doubtful, but Sammy Watkins is likely to play. Tua is questionable, but they are preparing for Jacoby Brissett. So, Heath, let's uh, just sum up the Ravens-Dolphins game one more time. Your thoughts on Rashad Bateman, now that it looks like Sammy Watkins is going to play?
1: Completely. Boom bust flex. Um, really no no expectation of a floor for me for Bateman, but there is an opportunity for him to catch a touchdown pass. I expect Lamar Jackson to completely light it up against Miami. So there should be opportunities for wide receivers, but I don't have a great deal of confidence that Bateman's going to play way ahead of Sammy Watkins. I think they might be, they might kind of mess each other up.
0: And since it looks like Jacoby Brissett is going to start as of right now, Jalen Waddle or um, Corlin Sutton?
2: Waddle by a mile for me. Yeah, it's it's Waddle.
1: I, I like Waddle as a borderline number two, and Sutton's more of a, a, a number three.
0: Okay. Mm, I just dropped Jacoby Brissett in our 2QB league. I was going to offer him to you. but uh, To, to st- me? Yeah. You have Mahomes. So I just figured maybe you want an upgrade there, but right. <laughs> I, it. I dropped him. Uh, okay, so what else we got here? Sam Darnold out at least four weeks. No timetable for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Logan Thomas had some soreness earlier this week. Let's hope he can work through that and play. T.Y. Hilton was expected to practice yesterday. It looks like he's trending in the right direction. Uh, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson both miss practice, so that's the big one that we're looking at, and we're previewing that game later. Uh, New England and Cleveland. DeAndre Hopkins miss practice, as mentioned. Rondell Moore concussion protocol. I think he's in the concussion protocol. I wasn't sure about that, but he is in the concussion protocol. Okay, thank you. Jamal Williams coming off the bye, he's still missing practice, so he may not play at Pittsburgh. Dawson Knox back at practice. C.D. Lamb had a terrible game in Week Nine because Week Nine sucked. He said his ankle was bothering him, but he's good now. And James Robinson missed practice. You might not want to drop Carlos Hyde just yet. Well, you know, if you need him. But, but uh, Urban Meyer did think that Robinson was going to play, so hopefully he makes some pra- some progress during the week. Quick schedule alert. It won't matter to you, but if you have Najee Harris, you should be excited. His next five opponents are against teams that rank. 31st, 30th, 22nd, 23rd, and 20th against running backs. Start Najee Harris. Let's do some 60-second rankings disputes. Kirk Cousins has been frustrating lately. And boy, Clint Kubiak is under fire as Minnesota's offensive coordinator. But, Heath, you've still got Cousins 7th. Jamie, last check, you had him 15th.
1: Yep. All right. (laughs) Uh, Heath? You say start, Kirk Cousins, go. I, I'm going to be the guy who adjusts the rankings just a little bit. I did drop him down to ninth. I've got him a big cluster of quarterbacks in that uh, seven through 13 range. And it, it's it been a little bit frustrating for Cousins, but the past volume's still mostly been there. And I don't think, for me at least, this matchup is not one that I'm adjusting my quarterback rankings Um So, I'm adjusting his projections. I've got him at 37, 38 pass attempts. The efficiency's been good. He's averaging 23 fantasy points per game for the season. Mostly, I think the disagreement is with three big name quarterbacks that nobody else probably wants to sit, but I'm starting over, starting cousins over. That's Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, and Kyler Murray. I'm a little bit concerned about a little bit of rust for all three. And for Murray, even more than Russ, just the fact that he's a pocket passer now.
0: Jamie, you're saying try to sit Kirk Cousins, game 15th.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been a bad month. Um, you know, he's got two games over 15 fantasy points in his last five. One of them was saved by a rushing touchdown last week, which was his first of the season. His last two games, he's been under 200 yards passing. Uh, he's facing a team that's very good against quarterbacks. Uh, you've seen it now time and time again. And like you said, they're getting healthier in the back end of their defense. And so Cousins is uh, – he's fine if you don't want to make a transaction, but I don't i don't love him this week. I would 1,000 billion, trillion, gazillion, whatever number you want to put on it, start Russell Wilson over him and Aaron Rodgers over him by far. Not even close. Kyler Murray is a different story, but Russell Wilson, there's no chance I'm playing Kirk Cousins over him. He may be better, but there's no chance I'm sitting Kirk Cousins against the Packers, and there's no way in bleeping tarnation I'm sitting Aaron Rodgers for Kirk Cousins in this return this week against that Seattle defense. I, I, I was going to not say
1: this because I didn't want Adam to get mad at me, but I'm going to say it now. Kirk Cousins is averaging more fantasy points per game than Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Oh, this this again? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. You know what? If it was just meant to get me mad, mission accomplice. Well, well done. Uh, how about Eli Mitchell? Now, you both have him as starts. Jamie, though, has him in full PPR. Eli Mitchell at 18 and Heath at 11. He is facing the Rams this week, so Jamie, a little bit of caution. You've got uh, Devin Singletary, Dearness Johnson, Leonard Fournette, Josh Jacobs ahead of him, and for Heath, I don't know if you have any of those guys. Of right, going. that's
1: that's the whole. That's what I went looking because I this was another one where I saw it and I thought, man, eleven seems a little bit too high. Although I do love the fact that they threw the ball to him five times last week and that he is like, there's not. Any sharing going on in the Kyle Shanahan offense right now? It's it's Mitchell and Mitchell and Mitchell. It's just that the guys that I had behind him, like a couple of names, Al- Alvin Kamara and James Robinson. If they just stink in practice, I'd go ahead and move them up ahead of them. Um, Devin Singletary, I just it feels a little bit gross to put Devin Singletary ahead of a, a guy that's getting the the workload that Mitchell is.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, Singletary is going to get that workload this week. So, you know, if Moss is out, I, I would anticipate the uh, workload, snap share, whatever you want to say, probably somewhat similar. Uh, I'm just concerned that did Jeff Wilson have the, okay, you're you're fine. Uh, go out there and play. Or is he going to be relegated to not touching the ball again? Uh, where was Jermichael Hasty? I know I got a little bit banged up in that game. Is he going to play this week? Uh, I don't love the matchup against the Rams. And so I think Mitchell's fine. I mean, yeah, he's going to get all the work, but you, you kind of saw what he got with all the work last week. It wasn't fantastic.
0: All right. Then why don't we go to DJ Moore? It'll be our last one. DJ Moore at Arizona. Th- let me just check the updated rankings, but it looks like Jamie's got DJ Moore 29th, uh, up to 27, and Heath has him 19th. So, Jamie, first word. We, th- we did this last week with DJ Moore. We probably were too high on him. Uh, he was horrible against the Patriots, but what do you think about him this week against Arizona? You have him as a number three.
2: Yeah, I I hope he's where he hasn't ranked. Um, You know, we just don't know what PJ Walker is going to do for DJ Moore at this point. Um, Walker could come in and be better than what Darnold's been lately. Uh, That's the hope. Uh, I would imagine most people that have DJ Moore are you know, struggling with some decisions. Like, I'm starting Hunter Renfro over him. I'm starting Cole Beasley over him, this PPR. Um, I'm starting Jalen Waddle over him. Um, uh, I'm trying to think who else in that same range. You know, uh, I start Jerry Judy over him at this point in PPR. You know, so more may benefit with a quarterback change, but it's a bad offensive line. It's a potentially bad quarterback situation, and he just has not been productive lately. So uh, I don't care what the season tells me. It's what my eyes tell me lately, and the, the offense for the Panthers seems broken.
1: Heath? Yeah, again, it, that, I think this one's pretty easy to see the difference. It's exactly what, what Jamie said. It's what's happened lately versus what's happened over the season and over DJ Moore's career, and I'm just, I've not seen enough lately, especially with a quarterback change happening. I don't think PJ Walker's going to be good, but I do think he can be better than what Sam Darnold's been the last three weeks because Sam Darnold the last three weeks has been one of the worst quarterbacks in NFL history.
0: DJ Moore has the potential to be the most frustrating player, like he was last year, right? Just so inconsistent and. Last year was a little different because he was not getting a lot of catches, so he didn't have a, a good floor in PPR. But I, I just I hope he's not Brandon Cooks with Davis Mills. You know where? What was it? It was I think it was ended up being six games, three pretty three good, were good ones, three, were bad. three terrible ones. Yep. And very good chance that you started him the wrong week, sat him the wrong weeks. I I just hope it doesn't end up being that way with with DJ Moore. You remember what I used to say about
2: Stephon Diggs in Minnesota?
0: That he was. Better than his situation or whatever.
2: Yep. Yeah. Same oh back. yeah. More. Oh yeah. 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 More. Get get out of Carolina if this is the mess it's gonna be for the next couple of years. Don't sign your don't sign extension. They thank you. I appreciate it. I'm gonna test the market. Go someplace else.
0: I don't know about you guys. I have a new obsession. It's it's I started watching Squid Game. It's not that. I'm not, I'm not sure how I feel about Squid Game. Um, but I am obsessed with liquid IV. Mm-hmm. This stuff is awesome. All right, you need to get hydrated, all right? You got the cooler weather coming in, makes it easier to miss signs of dehydration, like overheating and perspiration. So it's even more important right now to keep your body properly hydrated. And now it's flu season, so all this stuff is really important, okay? Get yourself some liquid IV. This stuff is delicious. And, you know, you're just drinking water. It's a good thing to be drinking water. So you you take a glass of water, you put some liquid IV in there. They got all these different flavors um so if you're doing it, you know,
1: before a workout or when do you drink your liquid IV Heath? Uh fr- Friday mornings, Tuesday mornings, Monday mornings, um Saturday mornings. Generally first thing in the morning. First thing in the but, morning. Uh, especially right. after those late uh late night games. I,
0: probably for me it'll be right after the podcast that's what it is most days and uh, I'm on the I'm on a strawberry kick right now but we got oh, a lot of strawberries, so good It's so good yeah even my son, that like, makes me give some of it to him so um you can first of all they're available at Walmart all right so you can get your favorite flavors nationwide at Walmart or get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code FFT at checkout that is liquidiv.com and use the code FFT at checkout so what is it basically? contains five essential vitamins. It's got more vitamin C than an orange, as much potassium as a banana. It's healthier than the sugary sports drinks. There are no artificial flavors or preservatives. There's less sugar than you get in an apple. So I think it's great. I think you're gonna really love it, and there are enough flavors where you'll be able to pick the one that you really like. Again, with Liquid IV, Grab your favorite Liquid IV flavors nationwide at Walmart or get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code FFT at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today using the promo code FFT at liquidiv.com. And we are on to the games. We're going to start with Sunday night, Kansas City at Las Vegas. Stat of the game. I know that we're going to be talking a lot about the quarterbacks, but how about the running backs in this game? And a running back has gained 89 or more total yards every game against the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, So that's great. And uh, uh, Josh Jacobs, I don't know how many times he's done that this year, but you think he'll get 90 total yards, Heath, for Josh
1: Jacobs? I mean, the history says he will. I feel pretty comfortable starting Josh Jacobs as a a number two running back. My favorite to make Adam stat, mad stat about (laughs) Josh Jacobs is that he is averaging the same number of fantasy points per game this season as Dalvin Cook.
0: You can't, obviously Dalvin Cook has been a a big disappointment, but he also has had some bad touchdown luck. Um, Yeah, all right, Josh Jacobs, I don't see how you sit him this week. Right, uh, Singletary or Jacobs?
1: Jacob. Yeah, I think so. He had
0: 95 total yards last week. That Ooh. was a season high. His previous season high was 82 total yards. Great. Okay, uh, how about Daryl Williams? Another team that stinks against the run. Is Daryl Williams a start this week, Jamie?
2: Well, first we've got to find out what's happening with Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. He was uh, designated to return off of IR. So if he plays this week, then clearly no. If he's out again, you're talking about three or four games without Edwards Eller. He's gotten at least 19 total touches, so you know he's getting the work. Two of those games, he's been above 16 PPR points, so he's been successful in half of the uh, amount of games that he's played as the starter. So, yeah, I would take my chances on him with him. I, I like Jacobs more. I would start, you know, Singletary and, and Dearness Johnson over Daryl Williams, but I'm not getting away from Daryl Williams if Edwards Eller is out as a number two running back. If you knew Edwards Eller were out, would you start Waddle or Daryl Williams? Williams in half and non PPR Waddle in PPR. Yeah, but if you have to make that choice tonight, waddle. Pro- probably Waddle, right? Yep. Okay.
0: And all right, let's talk about the Chiefs. What are we expecting, Jamie? You start uh, started out. What are we expecting from the passing game here?
2: I mean, I'm expecting Mahomes to be Mahomes at some point, not the recent Mahomes, but the usual Mahomes, but maybe not to the same extent of what or heights of what Mahomes typically is. So you know, if you go back to last year in the two meetings against. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Raiders. He had a 24 point game and a 32 or 33 point game. So I'd probably put him closer to the 24 at this point, but that would be a welcome (laughs) number based on what we've seen the last three weeks. Uh, The nice thing is, is obviously he's still throwing 35 or more pass attempts each of the last three games. So if you tell me Mahomes is going to throw it 35 plus times on any week, I'm still starting him. Like I got a question on a radio show today. Clearly I like Carson Wentz. He's the start of the week. And and the question was, would you start Wentz over Mahomes? No, I'm not there yet. Um, But you know, I, I think if you're just looking at it DFS wise, he's probably not the best play. Let's just want to be contrarian and hope this is the breakout week. Um, if you if you by any chance you know drafted him with you know a Brady or, or Herbert, you know whatever that, those those Stafford, I'd start Stafford over him. Um, but for the most part, Mahomes is still going to be the starter in my fantasy team, and I'm not going to get cute with it.
1: Is Clyde edwards hilaire the uh, the secret? to Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> what I,
0: I think he might be the secret to their season because Daryl Williams Mahomes is not good.
1: Averaged 32.5 fantasy points per game in the five games that Clyde edwards helaire played.
0: And you could make the argument that they just don't respect the run game right now, and it's been so easy to play two deep safeties and take all the big plays away because they're just daring Daryl Williams and his you know three point five whatever it is yards per carry. I don't even know if he's averaging that. You could make the he's argument that Edwards Eller works
1: eight fantasy points per game without Clyde Edwards hilaire half. Wow. <laughs> Well, what do you expect? I mean,
0: and to, and look, we know. it's It comes down to one thing, basically. The big play has been absent. Tyreek Hill has gone five straight games without a 20-yard catch. That is unbelievable. And the Raiders are actually really good at this. They give up the third-fewest pass plays of 20-plus yards. They've given up just—it uh, might be the fifth-fewest. Fifth-fewest uh, pass plays of 20-plus yards. Fourth-fewest, right in the middle. And only three pass plays of 30-plus yards. So, uh, I this isn't on paper the matchup to get them back on track, but they have had pretty easy competition. I'll say that about the Raiders. So, Heath, what about you? Are you more optimistic or less optimistic than Jamie?
1: I think we have him ranked almost exactly the same spot. You're, I'm not sitting Patrick Mahomes for anybody who you might reasonably have on your team with Patrick Mahomes. So, I'm going to start him. I'm going to start Tyreek. I'm going to start Kelsey. And I'm, I'm going to hope.
0: What about the 15 passes we'll get from Jalen Hurts? Will those be better than the 38 we we'll get
1: from Mahomes? <laughs> I am I don't know if we're going to talk about that game or not, but I'm pretty much out yeah. on Jalen Hurts this week. So I would definitely start Mahomes over Hurts. I would start on almost every quarterback we've talked about so far today over Jalen Hurts.
0: Okay. All right, we talked about Darrell Williams. You're going to start Tyreek Hill. Miko Hardman?
2: No. Boom, bust, flex. And he hasn't boomed very much. Both I'd rather start James Washington. And if there is no Chris Godwin, I'm starting Tyler Johnson.
0: Over Hardman. Okay. There is uh we have two bad teams against tight ends. So and we have the two best tight ends in fantasy. At least that's what we thought going in. So let's start Kelsey and Waller. Derek Carr. Very interesting. So I'll just I'll let you guys kick it off. Heath starter sit Derek Carr.
1: Borderline number one. I think I've got him twelfth or thirteenth. I I don't I don't think it's a bad spot for him. Um, I also don't love him. It's just, um, do you have someone better,
0: Jamie? You are a little bit lower. I think Heath has him eleventh. You have him fourteenth. Dave has him the lowest, seventeenth for Derek Carr. And uh, what are your thoughts here on him?
2: Yeah, the one that I probably struggle with is just him versus Kyler if Kyler plays. Um, but I, I think Carr is a lone starter. I, I, you know, you, I don't want to judge him based on last week, you know, first game without Henry Ruggs following the whole situation, uh, long road trip, you know, now they're back home, key division game. They could be the best team in the division. You know, it, that wouldn't be a surprise based on how the Chiefs are struggling and the inconsistencies from the Chargers. So it's a huge game for them. Um, the fact that he's at home, he did well against the Chiefs last year. I, I don't think the Chiefs defense is as good as what we saw last week, clearly, because it was Jordan Love. So I know that they figured some things out, putting Chris Jones back inside, getting some guys healthy. Uh, I still think Carr has some success. I think Deshaun Jackson's going to help, you know, just with a guy that threatens the defense. I think they missed that last week. So Carr is fine. Like, I have no problem starting him if he's been my guy the whole season.
0: Josh is asking in our chat, is Carson Wentz a better option than Derek Carr? I have both of them in a 2QB league. I'll be starting Wentz. How about you guys?
2: Yep. I'll be starting Wentz also, but not a bad quarterback duo rest of the way.
0: I hope so. It's just, I'm a little worried about Derek Carr. I went back, I looked at his good games 25 to 27 points against Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Miami, Denver. A lot of big pass plays in there. And obviously, that's, that's the Ruggs element.
2: But now they have Deshaun Jackson.
0: <laughs> I don't think he's Henry Ruggs. I mean,
2: well, he's, he's going to scare defenses. That's a big part of it. And they'll take some shots. I hope so. So he's not Henry Ruggs. But- uh, all right.
1: How do you guys feel about Renfro? Love him. Yeah, I like him a lot as a number two wide receiver. Okay.
0: See, the Chiefs, I don't think Renfro really applies. He's so different. But the Chiefs have been pretty damn good against wide receivers lately. Stefan Diggs, 69 yards. McLaurin, 28. Julio Jones, 38. Giants receivers were crap. Devontae Adams, 42 yards on 14 targets. You saw Emmanuel Sanders and A.J. Brown have huge games, but... Chiefs are starting to do better against uh against wide receivers, but Renfro, you know, slot receivers like that, a bunch of catches, just different. And start Darren Waller and sit the DSTs.
2: Yes. All oh, right. I mean, Raiders, you know, they're playing that crappy offense. Yeah, I yeah.
0: know, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Detroit at Pittsburgh. Not that Delair plays though. That's the key to everything. I agree. Well, I made the case just to 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 veer a little bit that Clyde is a pretty good buy low because they're running the ball so much. Is be, it great by law? You think yeah. so? Because, it, because the, well, the argument against it is that is he going to get the high value touches? Is he going to get catches? Is he going to get the goal line work? But
2: it, I mean, it's all a matter of context about what you're giving up for him. But if you you, you can get him for probably next to nothing comparatively to where he was. Yeah. All right. Detroit, I mean, for at example, Pittsburgh. if I'm not starting a Mike Williams and I don't have any faith in Mike Williams, I'm not saying that's me personally, but you know, if you're that, that, that type of player you're carrying, like, why not take a chance if your running back situation is crap?
0: Okay. All right, then now let's go on to Detroit and Pittsburgh. Stat of the game. So I'm sitting there, I'm like, what what do the three bad games for DeAndre Swift have in common? That'll be eleven or fewer PPR fantasy points.
1: I yes. I'm not looking at the notes because I'm just hoping that you are continuing your same energy from yesterday. And I'm going to assume that all of the teams that he was bad against started with a P or an S. <laughs>
0: packers oh, yeah he
1: said you did a terrible job with jeopardy i
0: i i can't disagree packers <laughs> philadelphia starts with a p and uh, C- chicago sounds like it sounds with, like it starts with an s so uh no basically i was like there's really nothing here time of possession score all that it's touchdowns. He's had three bad games, and those are the only three games in which he has not scored a touchdown. And so, Heath, I'm actually curious your thoughts on the fact that the Steelers got a pretty kind of inconsistent run defense. Not bad, but sometimes it's, it's eh. But they've only given up two touchdowns to running backs this year. So <laughs> what does that mean for DeAndre Swift?
1: Yeah, I, I don't. Currently, and I, I kind of came out of their last game thinking this, and I just don't know right now. I'm not sure the Steelers' defense is one of the seven or eight that really matter right now. They've been pretty average in most regards. Um, so I, the, the the fact that they've only given up two touchdowns to running backs is not really going to move me very much on DeAndre Swift. I'm nervous about DeAndre Swift every week. Because things can go wrong for this team. But I kind of think that the Lions' offensive line is going to be a little bit better. They're probably going to be a little better at running the ball, and they're coming off a bye, and Pittsburgh's on a short week. So I, I think you have to start Swift.
0: You know, I get the sense that fantasy managers are a little frustrated, a little nervous with DeAndre Swift. How do you guys feel about him just in general these last, what do we have, eight weeks? One, two, three, four, five, nine weeks left. What do you think about him going forward? Jamie?
2: I think you kind of know what you're getting. you know. In, in PPR, and in half PPR, he's a, a must-start guy. In non-PPR, it just depends on who you're comparing him to. So in non-PPR this week, I would rather start the Ernest Johnson and Devin Singletary because but is he, of the lack of touchdown potential. Is DeAndre Swift a must-start in PPR or is he a superstar in PPR? He is not a superstar. He is a must-start guy. I mean, he has superstar potential. Um, when things go right for him, he's a superstar. But you know like you said it, we've seen games where he's been at four catches or less that's not what I'm buying if I'm buying DeAndre Swift we, we've seen games where cuz the rushing mm-hmm. production is always going to be the the tricky part with him yeah um the the touchdown potential is is the concerning thing uh and just going back to the Steelers for a second um do you know there are two guys tied with the same number do you know who the two leading pass catchers out of the backfield against the Steelers are this season it's in my notes but I won't cheat They played Buffalo, Las Vegas, Cincinnati, Green Bay, Denver, Seattle, Cleveland, and Chicago.
0: I'm going to say Javante Williams and
2: Kareem Hunt. I was going to say Khalil Herbert. No, I don't know. (laughs) Who is it? Uh, Khalil Herbert had no catches, so you fail. Um, The two leading pass catchers against the Pittsburgh Steelers are Kenyon Drake in week two. He had five catches for 46 yards. And DJ Dallas in week six when he had five <laughs> catches for thirty-three yards.
0: Yeah, they have been pretty good against pass catching running
2: backs, haven't they? Yeah, it's, it's a little scary for DeAndre Swift this week.
0: But in PPR, are you still starting him ahead of replacement running backs?
2: Uh yeah, yeah I still have him as a number one guy in PPR. Yeah. He's at the tail end of it, but it's it, it really it's like he said, you know, you're scared every week <laughs> and it's more of a hope that he's gonna be the guy. It obviously makes things a lot better if there is no Jamal Williams.
0: How about T.J. Hawkinson? Any any uh, one that you may have picked up? That you'd st- Would you start Schultz over him? Would you start uh,
2: Fryermuth? I think you can make a case for Fryermuth in non-PPR. In PPR, I, I would still stick with Hawkinson. Uh, I would not start Dalton Schultz this week with Michael Gallup likely back over Hawkinson. Um, the interesting one that I struggle with this week is Fant because the Eagles are so bad against tight ends, and if there is no Patrick and there is no Albert O., um, then I would consider Fant, potentially, over Hawkinson. But uh, for the most part, though, no, I'm still starting Hawkinson. All right, Heath, we've got
0: the Detroit wide receivers. We've got everyone other than Najee and Deontay Johnson. Well, no, we'll get to the series Just real quick, Detroit wide receivers, any interest? No. Okay,
2: Ben Roethlisberger, any uh, interest? I will say this, though. Deeper leagues, take a flyer on Josh Reynolds. He was with Jared Goff, and they just picked him up.
0: That's a good point, yeah.
2: Uh, any interest in Ben Roethlisberger?
0: I really don't. This is by far his easiest matchup. I didn't realize he's actually had a pretty hard schedule. But, uh, yeah, he's still he's averaging like one touchdown a game, basically. Also, pass attempts for Roethlisberger in wins, 32.3. Pass attempts in losses, 46. Start Najee Harris. They're going to win. Start Najee Harris and start Deontay Johnson coming off a disappointing game. James Washington's a Flyer. Pat Fryermuth is a Friar. You know, like Friar and Flyer. I was making a joke. Uh, all three of Ben Roethlisberger's touchdown passes in his last two games have gone to Pat Fryermuth.
1: That is cool. <laughs> and a bit of a cautionary tale yes, for yes, um Because he's probably not going to catch all of Ben's touchdowns for the rest of the season. Probably not. Yeah,
2: probably. <laughs> yeah. but there won't be that many.
0: All right, so Friarmuth is a start. So something yeah,
2: I go back to with Roethlisberger this week. remember when we got excited about it in the preseason? And it was like, oh wow, yeah. look, he looks good. You know, what it was against Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Backups, though.
0: I think it was pretty. Pretty sure it was like almost all backups. I I and guess starters you could, are. You can see it. You could see it. <laughs> could see it. Uh, so Fryermuth or um, George Kittle.
2: I have gone back and forth on that one, but I'm going to go with Kittle. Frymuth or Gesicki tonight? Gisicki. Frymuth and non-PPR Kittle. I mean, Gesicki and PPR. Frymuth or uh, Dallas Goddard?
1: Frymuth. Man. Fry-Muth Goddard's, and been a li- Goddard's been a little bit of a rich man's Tyler Higbee, um, but I'm just going to... Tr- I'll go with Frymuth. Okay. We are going to take a quick break. By
0: the way... Pittsburgh's DST is top three for everyone. I did not find the DST that Heath is too low, but actually perfectly right about. Um, I'll try to find one before the show ends, but so far, I got nothing. Quick break here on Fantasy Football today. When we come back, Bill's at Jets. I'm telling you, it's a sneaky, interesting game for fantasy purposes. We'll be right back. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. and I'm telling you, man, if they get one more bad game with all the panic about Patrick Mahomes and all that, it's going to be there for Josh Allen because his offenses look like crap two weeks in a row, and they're getting the Kansas City treatment. They also have had some big offensive line problems. Uh, They have no Jonathan Feliciano starting guard. He's on IR, and their right tackle, Spencer Brown, he left early against Jacksonville. They moved one of their guards to tackle, so then they were playing with backups at three different spots. Brown practice on a limited basis on Wednesday. If they get him back, that could really help. But we expect, you know, Buffalo at the Jets, It's it should be start them all sit-em-all, basically. Jamie, is that more or less how you're looking at this game?
2: No. I mean, there are still Jets guys you want to look at, uh, mostly Michael Carter, you know, just with the hope of Mike White. The dump-off passes uh, were there for him in the two starts that, or the the start and a half that that White made before getting hurt against the Colts. Uh, Josh Johnson was not the same guy for for Carter, so uh, I feel very comfortable with him. There, that's really the only one, though. I, I think just with the Jets' receivers, knowing that the secondary is still really good, pass rush is going to be a problem for him. Uh, Corey Davis coming back in the mix is going to make things more complicated for Elijah Moore. So, you know, as we said on Tuesday, stash Elijah Moore. The matchups that are coming are very nice against the Jets, excuse me, against the Dolphins and the Texans. Um, stash Corey Davis too, just to see what happens there. But I, I think just for this particular week, it's Michael Carter or, or nothing.
1: God. Yeah, I it's amazing. Like Mike White has been Drew Brees Philip Rivers level of dump off. He's thrown 88 passes this season. And I think 33 of them have gone to Michael Carter or Ty Johnson. It's like a 40% target share for the two running backs. So I I I like Carter more than I would normally like a running back on a terrible team against the Bills. I think that the the tricky part of this game, because if Zach Moss doesn't play, we're all going to start Devin Singletary as a number two running back, and everybody's starting Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. The tricky part is Beasley and Sanders, and where they fall in that number three slash number two range this week. And some of that's probably determined by Dawson Knox. I think for Sanders, it's more... Do I have anybody that I want to start at wide receiver? If not, I'll take the upside of Sanders and hope this is one of the weeks that he hits. Um, Beasley has a high-end number three. Is Dawson Knox the key to the Emmanuel Sanders? I, I it, you, can, it's, you can do the Clyde Edwards-Solaire type stats with Emmanuel Sanders for Dawson Knox as well. I think Emmanuel Sanders is like a top 15 wide receiver when Dawson Knox plays, and outside of the top 40 when Dawson Knox doesn't play. That doesn't make any sense. But
0: well, I, I, it's not even like
1: it's not even like Knox. Knox was so heavily
0: targeted. Tommy Sweeney probably got close to as many targets as as Knox usually does. T-
1: it's just that Knox scored touchdowns, which made Sanders really good.
0: That's true. Knox scores <laughs> a touchdown, but but Josh Allen has thrown forty two or more passes in three straight games. And I said it last week: when Josh Allen throws a lot of passes, Cole Beasley has a good game. When he doesn't throw a lot of passes, Cole Beasley has a terrible game. Um, and if defenses really are adjusting to the Bills to take everything deep away, that's going to be more Beasley than Sanders. You know, that's going to benefit Beasley more than Sanders could really hurt Emmanuel Sanders. Um, so, who do you guys like better then, Beasley
2: or Sanders? Oh, Beasley by a lot. Um, I mean, it's, it's so hard to get away from the targets and what they've been and the catches and what they've been. Uh, he had an 11 catch game against the Jets in their last meeting last year. This Jets secondary, I know the numbers are, are one thing, but they're not good. No, they're not.
1: I think the nice thing for Beasley and your because I do think that the volume of Josh Allen matters more for Beasley than anyone else because he's not going to have a 50 yard touchdown play probably. Um, The nice thing is if there's no Zach Moss, even if it's a a game script where you might think they'd run more, I don't think they're going to have 25 running back rush attempts with Devin Singletary and Matt Breida or whoever the backup running back is going to be this week.
0: No, in the last four games without Zach Moss for Devin Singletary, three last year and one this year, bottom line is he has scored 12 or more non-PPR, 16 or more PPR fantasy points in three of those four games. It's not a ton of carries, though. It's 13, 18, 11, and 13 carries, four, five, one, and two touches, but 77 or more total yards in three games. And again, 16 or more PPR fantasy points in three of four games. And the Jets give up the most points to running backs. A running back has scored a touchdown in seven straight games against the New York Jets. It's just hard to get away from Devin Singletary if, if Zach Moss is out. Let me ask some quick follow-up questions here. If Zach Moss plays, would you start either Bills running back in this game?
2: Yes. Moss. Moss over Singletary, but yes.
1: I would really – they'd be in that low-end number two, ra- high-end flex range. Um, I would, I'm would i trying to think of guys who aren't playing on Thursday night who I would compare to them. Javante Williams. I'd start Javante Williams over both.
0: And Melvin Gordon?
1: I'd start Melvin Gordon over Javante Williams. So, right. Yes.
2: I'd start J.D. Go, McKissick and PPR over both. I would go Gordon, Moss, Williams, Singletary. If but I would start do- both those guys over Jordan Howard, both those guys over Jordan Howard. If Dawson
0: Knox that. plays, where are you? Where are you ranking him?
2: He will be at the back end of the number one guy. So I would start him ahead of Dan Arnold and Logan Thomas, for example.
1: I would that you brought up Logan Thomas. Um, I don't have Logan Thomas ranked because I missed the the memo on ranking Logan Thomas this week. But I don't. It,
2: we we don't really think Logan Thomas is going to play this week, do we? He had but, one practice and he was sore. He practiced. My, well, I mean. Don't do anything physical for two months and then go out there and do a football practice. You're probably going to be sore. Um, we'll see. I mean, obviously, you know, that's the way we approached it as we were ranking him. So if he plays, then he's a borderline starter. Um, I would start,
1: I would put Knox 12 ahead of Tyler Conklin and Zach Ertz, but behind Dan Arnold.
0: Okay, and then finally, does this mean anything to you? This is big. Mike White threw 11 passes in week four. Or I'm sorry, in week nine, terrible week nine. And one of them went to a running back. D- is that a sign that teams adjusted to what happened in the previous two games? Because if Michael Carter does not get that passing downs role, he's probably going to be awful against the Buffalo Bills, uh, just based on what other running backs have done. So, does that matter to you, Heath? Only one pass in ten in ten attempts to a run, eleven attempts to a running back.
1: Uh, those 11 attempts were included in the 88 attempts that I talked about where he threw 40% of his passes to running backs. So, I
0: know that, but I'm just saying, like, you see I it happen think twice. those 11
2: attempts are more important than I, the other 77. Did the defenses adjust? That's the question. I mean, well, we said this going into the game. The Colts do a very good job at taking away pass-catching running backs, and their pass rush is not the same as the Bills' pass rush. So, guys on him quicker, ball out faster. Uh, that's his go-to guy, I think, still. So I would I would trust Michael Carter in PPR. I don't love him in non-PPR, though.
0: All right, but the Bills have been really good at that, too. They give up the fourth fewest receiving yards to running backs. Only one only one running yeah, back it's is not,
2: It's not pretty. It's not going to be pretty for Michael are you're, you're hoping for, like, a five for 30 and, you know, probably 45, 50 yards rushing. You know, he's going to be a low-end starter at best.
0: Well, I personally am starting him over Chase Edmonds in one league because those Smart. are my only two options. Okay, Buffalo DST is number one for Jamie and Heath. Jacksonville is at Indianapolis, that of the game. The Colts have allowed 13 or more PPR fantasy points to a wide receiver in every game, 17 or more PPR fantasy points to a wide receiver in eight of nine games. Does that give you any hope for any Jacksonville wide receiver, Jamie Eisenberg?
2: Absolutely. You know, I, I think Marvin Jones and, and Jamal Agnew are, are definitely in play here, but as number three receivers, you know, not, not, not a must start guy by any stretch. Um, Jones has one good game in his last five. Agnew's kind of taken over as the the Agnew and and Dan Arnold have taken over as the go-to options for Trevor Lawrence. But this matchup is great, and so you know I think we can see Jones with a player or two down the field. I think we see Agnew continue to rack up targets and and be successful. Um, But again, nothing more than number three receivers.
0: How do you feel about Trevor Lawrence Heath compared to? It's obviously it's going to be people who are a little desperate. Mike White, you got Lawrence, Mike White, Roethlisberger. Let's say Bridgewater. Where's Lawrence uh,
1: I would start Trevor Lawrence over Mike White against the Buffalo Bills that's about that expresses my level of confidence <laughs> in Trevor Lawrence I would also start him over PJ Walker and Jared Goff <laughs> okay. and Trevor Simeon those are the only quarterbacks who are playing this week that I would start Trevor Lawrence over
0: how confident are you in James Robinson if he comes back this week I would
1: really feel a lot better about Jamie like i i don't I don't know about this heel um i f- if he plays the entire game, I feel very confident he'll he'll be a top twelve running back. I have a little bit of concern that he is one bad step away from not playing anymore, especially if the score gets out of hand,
0: okay. Jamie and Dave have him in the top twelve. You have him about fifteenth, so yeah, not much difference. Yeah, and we'll just see if he starts practicing. That would be nice. Now, Jamie, if if Robinson does not play, what about Carlos Hyde? Good luck to you. Well, look, I, look, he got twenty one carries last week. He faced yeah. the Bills. He's he's a flex. Yeah, because you could say, all right, am I starting Carlos Hyde if Robinson's out or someone in a in a committee like a I, like a Melvin Gordon? I think I would
2: probably
1: start Carlos Hyde over Howard.
2: I would start Carlos Hyde over Howard, yes. Um, I would start Carlos Hyde over Alice Collins if there's no Chris Carson. I would start, uh, I'd probably go Carlos Hyde over Javante Williams, but still Melvin Gordon over Carlos Hyde. I would probably start Carlos Hyde over Devin Singletary if Zach Moss plays. So yeah. he'd be in the uh, 25 to 30 range. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And
0: uh, we talked about the Jacksonville wide receivers. Maybe it's Agnew. Let's hope, hope for something there. Dan Arnold is top 12 in PPR, about 12th. 60 or more receiving yards in three of his last four games And the Colts. Give up the fourth most fantasy points to tight ends. Just going to be tough for Dan Arnold to score because Trevor Lawrence basically does not throw touchdowns. Just not really interested in, in doing that. Carson Wentz is top 10. He's Jamie's start of the week, and we discussed him at the very beginning of the show. Start Jonathan Taylor. uh, Jamie Naeem Hines, any interest there?
2: Not really. I mean, you're going to get the game that we saw last week pop up every now and then. Maybe he does it two weeks in a row, but uh, just too risky and volatile to trust.
0: Michael Pittman over his last five games is the number three wide receiver in non-PPR. I don't know what he is in full PPR because the website was not working properly, but it's probably... Six, seven, something like that. Um, but you know, he's number three in non PPR. But among wide receivers, he's seventeenth in targets, ninth in catches, seventh in yards, second in touchdowns. It's not really much here. I mean, you're starting Michael Pittman. Jaguars are bad. Um, what about Hilton Heath? Any interest there?
1: I, I don't really want to, but um, he would be a boom bust flex if he's active. I think I, I would rather start Emmanuel Sanders than him. Um, but I might, I pr- I'll might probably have T.Y. Hilton ahead of Marvin Jones.
0: How about T.Y. Hilton or Michael Carter?
2: Carter. Uh, Carter. I would start Hilton over non-Judy Broncos receivers.
0: How about, well, it's going to be tough. Let's say Stevenson and Harris are out. Would you start Brandon Bolden, J.J. Taylor, or T.Y. Hilton?
2: Uh, Bolden. Bolden.
1: You laugh Heath,
0: but no, I, when
1: I'm I, not laughing at you, I'm laughing at the idea.
0: I know. When I went to set my fantasy football today, league lineup yesterday, I saw that I was a, an underdog by 100 points. Uh, I have <laughs> Derek Henry and Saquon Barkley are my, and I changed my lineup and I became an underdog by about 82 points. Right now, my starting running backs are Brandon Bolden and Daryl Williams. And I have t- I, I might have to start J.J. Taylor and Brandon. <laughs> it's like, I have the worst team ever. So many injuries and, and, and buys. Uh, well, so. I think
1: we should give, like, this is a good opportunity to give some credit to somebody else. Mayron Berkson has the best team ever. Uh, so he's probably going to beat me this week? Is that what you're saying? I mean, his three running backs this week are Jonathan Taylor, James Conner, and DeAndre Swift. Yeah. Uh. Is that better than Brandon Bolden, Daryl Williams, and Ty Johnson? Or, or, also, you're an 80 point underdog and you still have two players on a bye in your starting lineup.
0: Yeah, that'll change. Well, I I mean, look, I had to pick up Tyler Johnson to start over Brandon Cooks, and I'll throw injured Tim Patrick in there. We'll rerun the projections. Uh, okay. Anyway, enough about my crappy. Uh,
2: Which league is this? FFT. I'm changing the schedule so I play this week. Oh, God.
0: I mean, like, you. You go running back at three, three running backs with my first four picks in a PPR league. I really think if I had gotten good health, I think I would have a good team. But take some risks, didn't work. Where are we now? Um, by the way, I'm four and five. Still alive. That's it. We're done. Stick the Colts tight ends and start the Colts DST. Minnesota's at the Chargers. Stat of the game. The Hollywood sign in Los Angeles used to be a billboard for a real estate development, and it said Hollywood land. That was the original... Hollywood sign. Uh, according to the article I read it also it was in terrible condition and Hugh Hefner was responsible not solely responsible for restoring it. Thanks Hef. Anything in this game Kirk Cousins, we already talked about Heath likes him, Jamie's hesitant. Start the starting running back for the Vikings. I I know you guys have Justin Jefferson in top in your top 12. Is it a confident top 12 ranking?
2: Yes. Okay.
0: What's going on? Everybody okay
2: over there? (laughs) No, my kids are in a nightmare (laughs) right now.
0: (laughs) As long as everyone's safe. It's a confident top 12, you said. Yes. All right. I'm a little worried about what we're seeing here, just overall from the offense, and matchup's brutal. You know, I, I don't know if they get Samuel back. The matchup was brutal before the... The two cornerbacks got hurt. And Devontae Smith took advantage last week. But he's the only wide receiver with more than 81 yards, and they faced some really good ones. So, all right, fine. Start start him. What about Thielen, Heath?
1: Yeah, I'm feeling it. I will... Uh, High-end, number two, wide receiver. There's some risk, but I think Cousins is going to be good. That generally means both Jefferson and Thielen are. I need to take a
0: break because Jamie's kids screaming in the background reminded me that today is Veterans Day, and I did not mention it at all and I should have so thank you to all the veterans out there and to all of our active service members and everything that all of you have done for the country we very much appreciate it and enjoy the day you deserve it happy Veterans Day absolutely Tyler Conklin or Dan Arnold 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 Tyler Conklin or Dawson Knox if he plays Knox Knox Tyler Conklin or the starting tight end for the Washington football team
2: Conklin uh, Thomas, Thomas over Conklin, Conklin over Ricky Seals Jones,
0: and he's right there. He's basically back to back with Ertz and Hunter Henry. Uh, for for Heath, he's ahead of them, so he's in that range. All right, Justin Herbert is a must start. He's top six. Eckler must start. Keenan Allen must start. Mike Williams, Heath starter sit.
1: He's a boom bust number three wide receiver. But I think in most situations, if you start three wide receivers, you need to start Mike Williams. Man, they
2: better hope he comes through.
0: (laughs) Oh, I can't believe he made that trade. We talked about it yesterday. He said Tyler Lockett. What was it? Lockett and Schultz, Lockett, and, Lockett and Dalton and Lockett and Dalton Schultz for Mike Williams.
2: What was Dave's reasoning for making the trade?
0: He just, well, first of all, Dave is I think always season long the low guy on on Lockett. I just feel like I, I'm He's putting Never like I don't know how he ended up with Tyler Lockett on his team. Yeah, exactly. He's never really like Lockett. And he just he was calling Mike Williams a buy low. He thinks the matchups are a lot better and they are. Um so he has he has faith in him and I guess he doesn't really value Dalton Schultz that much, so
1: Dalton Schultz was his second tight end. I think he has one of the big three or four as a starter.
2: Um, So it was a luxury.
0: You guys starting Cole Beasley and or Emmanuel Sanders over Mike Williams this week?
2: Uh, Beasley and PPR, Williams over both and none.
0: Yeah. And you can get away from Jared Cook. He is outside the top 15. We start Conklin over him? Yep. Yes. And they've been, you know, Minnesota's actually been decent against tight ends, and Jared Cook just... It could be end yeah, the season oh wow well, how about that okay Chargers DST Heath has him 11th Jamie 16th Dave ninth Cleveland at New England I think we have one or two games left we have Cleveland New England and, and is that it and New Orleans Tennessee Cleveland at New England Baker Mayfield or Mac Jones if you're desperate
2: Baker I think I have Mac Jones higher I wonder if Miles Garrett takes the message from Brian Burns and kills Mac Jones this week. Mm, I hope not. Yes, <laughs> I really, I, I really think he's wrong. I, I, I kind of really believe. disruptive to
1: the to the, to the week. <laughs> I,
0: I believe Mac Jones. I, I, I do. I didn't
2: at first, but I believe him. I. It's it's one thing to believe him. It's another thing to be the person impacted by it. I know. And and Brian Burns' account of it, if you heard what he had to say. He said, basically, he twisted his ankle and then walked off as he's lying there on the ground. Like, didn't show any sort of remorse and hasn't offered any sort of public apology for it. And so, that yeah, if you're Brian Burns, <laughs> it's like, okay, if that's how you feel and you say it was incidental, maybe say, Yo, hey, I didn't mean to do that.
0: Yeah, I, c- I could see that. But he's calling in the hit squad on him? I don't yeah. know.
2: Okay, so, by the way, Cleveland. He didn't say the hit squad. He just said, happy hunting defensive end.
0: Yeah, the hunting squad, sorry. Only Green Bay takes more time in between snaps than the Cleveland Browns. They are not a good matchup because they are so slow and they have a great run defense. So having said that, what the hell to do, Heath, with the New England running backs?
1: Um I mean, I ideally you don't find yourself a in a situation. What's that (laughs) Just stop that (laughs) I'm ideally you don't find yourself in a situation where you need to care. Um, if you have Damian Harris and he's able to get active, then you play him. If you have Ramondre Stevenson and he's able to get active and Harris is not, then you play him. If both guys are out, it's just a desperation flex type of situation. I would prefer Bolden over JJ Taylor, but like less than 0% confidence in that call. And so I I don't want to start either one of them.
0: It is worth noting that there was a game earlier this year where where Stevenson, I think, was inactive and Harris got hurt. And JJ Taylor got more carries than Brandon Bolden. They went to Taylor. And was James White still active then, or no? No, no, it was only three weeks ago, I think. And uh, JJ Taylor is listed at five foot six, I believe. So it's hard to imagine him getting a huge workload. I mean, like I'm, I'm not even – I'm taller than that. I
2: think the the hope would be is Bolden, like Heath said earlier, Bolden in the passing game is the one that you would look at and say, okay, if they're trailing, which they could be, if they're in a, in a tight game and they can't run the ball, which they could be, um, then Bolden is going to probably get the most playing time. Um, pass protection is certainly going to favor Brandon Bolden. So I think Bolden, like when we were talking about Carlos Hyde before – that's kind of the range where I have Bolden and PPR. I think he's he's a decent flex if everybody's out. But I will say that, you know, I, I went through a lot of waivers last night for the Leagues run waivers on Wednesday. And Stevenson was still there. I'd still be picking him up, even if he doesn't play this week. You know, yeah. there's 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 certainly an opportunity for him to be a factor in his backfield moving forward.
0: Yeah, I think Jamie got him in the two QB League with a five dollar bid. Was that you?
2: Yeah, my yeah. last five dollars.
0: Wow. Okay. Oh so then. Uh, following up. That's
2: my all rookie running back team, by the way. Oh. How you doing in the league? Uh five and three. No. I think four, four, and one.
0: Four, four and one? Yeah. Jeez, did you have a commissioner who gave you a tie because you had an illegal lineup or something?
2: No. Only a jerk would do that.
0: Yeah.
1: He has a he has a commissioner that didn't set decimal scoring. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: right. <laughs> only a guy who's commissioning 15 leagues would do that. I should um I should go back and check if I would have won and then I'll change the scoring. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, Dearness Johnson is about 15th or so. And if Damian Harris plays, w- would you start Harris over Johnson? If Ramondre Stevenson plays and Damian Harris doesn't, would you start... Basically, would you start the starting running back for the Patriots over Dearness Johnson?
2: No, I'd rather have Dearness Johnson. I would rather have Dearness Johnson. Are you starting any wide receivers? They just paid a lot of money to their offensive line in Cleveland. They better come through with a big game this week.
1: Um... I think I have Landry. like Landry and Jacoby Myers, for me, are in the same range. I have Landry ahead of him, like three or four spots. And what range is that? The sit range? The number three, <laughs> low-end number three range.
2: Okay. Yeah, I would prefer to sit every receiver in this game. Someone will make a play. I don't know who it's going to be. Could be Peoples-Jones again. This just feels like it's a field goal, run the ball. Whatever team gets a win, you're happy about it.
0: Yeah, this is the Costanza, which is the opposite of the Bonanza. And uh, Hunter Henry is something. He, you know, he catches a lot of touchdowns. He has one game this year with more than 42 yards. What do you, I mean, what can you even say? You just need him to catch a touchdown. So would you start Logan Thomas or Hunter Henry? Or Ricky Seals Jones or Hunter Henry?
2: Uh, I would start Logan Thomas.
1: Washington tight end over Hunter Henry.
0: Which DST do you prefer?
2: I prefer the Patriots cuz they're at home. I have the Patriots ranked higher too high. But both are starting and by the way the Browns <laughs> Just are the beat the waiver wire defense.
0: Browns who do they play? Detroit next week. Oh, okay. Good cuz I'm done picking on the Jets. So as long as it's not the Jets. The Jets embarrass my my DST every week. New Orleans at Tennessee. Trevor Simeon is a sit. To be uh, to be fair, he's done pretty decently in the last uh, one and a half games. Not that you're starting him, but he hasn't been toxic for for the Saints. And there's a couple of trends to keep an eye on here for the Saints for deeper leagues. Jamie mentioned it on the waiver wire show with Deontay Harris. He's got uh, 15 targets in his last
2: two 15 games. 15 targets the last two weeks, yeah.
0: And Adam Troutman also has like 13 targets or something in his last two games. So. Those guys have been a little bit more involved.
1: Deontay Harris came out very, very high, uncomfortably high in the uh, projections this week. Um, yeah,
2: I th- think I have him currently projected higher than any Jacksonville wide receiver. Well, I picked him up in one league and I dropped him for Washington, but he was somebody I was considering in just the league where I'm desperate for receivers. Uh,
0: yeah. So how about Tyler Johnson, Tyler me. Johnson, James Washington and and uh, Deontay Harris, who's your favorite?
2: Currently, James Washington.
1: I would go Harris, but if I don't have Godwin projected out right now, if, if Godwin was out, I'd probably have Tyler Johnson the highest. That's fair. I was thinking more long-term.
0: Tennessee, they give up the most fantasy points to receivers. They are playing better defensively, though, than they did at the beginning of the year, and they've had a pretty tough schedule. So, um, all right, it's a deep league thing. Start Kamara, and if he doesn't play, if he doesn't play, Mark Ingram or Dearness Johnson?
2: Uh, still Dearness Johnson,
1: Dearness Johnson. But if Camara doesn't play, I'm finally going to cash in my, uh, Mark Ingram ticket in the, uh, in the tanking league, <laughs> just sitting there on the roster, just waiting for a third round pick.
0: All right. And not ranking Adam Troutman, just trying to keep an eye on, uh, Ryan Tannehill, starter, sit.
1: Uh, sit. Yeah, no, no, thank you.
0: Any running back for the Titans
2: uh none that you could start with confidence
0: no best run
2: defense in football here is it p- i would love to see more deontay Foreman though just to see what it looks like yeah, i did too.
1: pick up foreman in a couple of deeper leagues um in the tanking league i think jamie beat me to him that league we have thousand dollar fab you got him in that league right jamie i did uh for 15 i think, so. I, think I i think i had or maybe you got you had him for 17 and i had bid 15 i was really really frustrated that, uh, that you beat me to Deontay Foreman. I can trade him to you if you want. I got Mark Ingram. You can put it into a package deal.
2: Just straight up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so do you guys have any,
0: have any hesitation with A.J. Brown, theoretically facing Lattimore?
2: Uh, some, but none that I'm sitting. You know, if like you look at it, like Mike Evans didn't have a, a terrible, terrible, terrible game. He scored, right?
0: Yeah, he had two catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown on four targets.
2: DJ Moore scored against him right week one. I don't know if he was covering him, but number, I'm just thinking number one receiver.
0: Uh, 79 yards and a touchdown, yep.
2: Yeah, there was another number one receiver in there, too, that did okay.
1: And I don't, like, I'm just really curious. Galladay. I think we've found my defense. I'm too low on it. They just checked the notes, but um, I'm I'm really curious if Lattimore is going to follow AJ Brown everywhere with AJ with Julio Jones on the field. I know Julio hasn't been himself, but the the track record of Julio playing against the Saints and all the times has faced Julio, I, players often are a lot um, slower to let go of the guys. Like we've seen the reaction to Odell Beckham of the guy still being the guy. Um, I, I really don't know for sure that they'll follow A.J. Brown. I
0: hope they don't because Devontae Adams had 56 yards. McLaurin had 46 yards. Evans had 48. He scored. Um, so, yeah, those were the three kind of big ones who really struggled. Metcalf would have had a terrible game if he didn't get away with a pass interference. That was with Geno Smith, though.
2: Um, and, it, yeah. a Gardner-Johnson got hurt in the game last week. Yes. So, he did.
0: And they give up a ton of fantasy. They've given up like the fourth most fantasy points to wide receivers. They're giving they're up like a l-
2: top five in receptions. To I don't mind Julio this week. I think he's kind of a sneaky play.
0: Yeah. And they've given up a lot of big plays lately, too. Um, they've given up now eight pass plays of 40 or more yards. And almost all of them have been pretty recent. So Saints are struggling with their pass defense. Julio Jones or Jerry Judy?
2: Judy. Judy, but I would start Julio over Sutton and Patrick with confidence this week.
0: Julio Jones or Jalen Waddell? Waddle. 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 Ayuk. Yeah,
1: you're you're too easy. Drop, drop it down a little.
0: Ayuk or
2: or Julio. Still Julio. Ayuk, but Julio's not far behind. Hey,
0: by the way, don't give me that on Waddle. Okay, like Jacoby Brissett is his quarterback, and he has not been very good with. I I would start Waddle over Julio. I mean, you got to see something, but let's not let's I not was put good in, with Waddle last week. What's that? He was good with Waddle last week. What were the final numbers?
1: I honestly eight for eighty two or something. Yeah, that, on 12 that's, per,
0: that's good. Yeah, that's good.
1: But most of the time, it's been pretty bad. Like would we think Julio Jones fantasy points per game this year, or Jalen Waddle with Jacoby Brissett fantasy points per game.
2: Jalen uh, Waddle last week might have yeah. had what Julio Jones has had in his last three games.
0: That's a good question. Because yeah, it is Waddle. Yeah, but he hasn't sure. caught a touchdown with Brissett, has he? That I would match Julio's total for that would match yeah, None. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Saints
2: DST. I, I, I thought about not scoring touchdowns. That's weird. <laughs>
0: Well, and Ryan Tandle not throwing touchdowns. That actually is weird. All right. Saints DST, seventh and eighth for Jamie and Dave, 13th for Heath. But I'm not going to call you out on it. Heath, you've got
1: perfect DST rankings this week. Not a thing you should change. Am I the only one with the Titans over the Saints?
2: They're back to back for me.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We've got the NFC home games tomorrow, we've got a live stream. At 2 p.m. Eastern today on YouTube, Thursday, 2 p.m. Eastern, youtube.com slash Today, We will help you set your lineups. Have a great day and enjoy Are you up that one? Yes, I am. Enjoy the day. Well, I don't know. I, I don't really want to. No, I do. I can't wait. I missed the Tuesday night one. I can't wait to get back there for the Thursday stream. Thank you, Jamie, for making
1: me feel guilty. See you later.
2: Okay, picture this.